Podcasts! Podcasts! I can't find my podcasts! Well, what phone do you have? It's an Android device! Well, every Android user I know uses the Podcast Republic app. All you do is make your favorite shows your favorites, and they get downloaded straight to your phone faster than 88 miles per hour, and it's free! That sounds much easier than chasing psychotic killers! I'll download the Podcast Republic app on my Android phone straight away. The Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 8880s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega powers, yeah. This baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're gonna see some serious shit. We couldn't let October roll by without talking about the new Halloween film. So this is going to be a fairly spoiler-filled discussion of the new movie. Although, let's try to dedicate a little time up top here. Yeah, I was gonna say, up top, it was great. I loved it. Spoiler-free. It's the best Halloween sequel. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Leno. With me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who's always here for Warrior Queen, Laurie Strode, the Macho Man. Andrew Leno. I don't know. I just I feel like it was everything I wanted the movie to be. As staying as spoiler free for the moment, it, it was everything I wanted out of this movie. I liked a whole whole lot of it. I do have some. Oh quibbles. yeah, of course, quibbles. Uh, one of one of the most interesting things I think is something that I didn't think of on my own, but in reading discussions about the movie and like Twitter conversations and stuff, I think is a really interesting point, And I wish I had, I had a, a couple of this. those too. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I think is coolest, and this is like a really kind of fart sniffy sounding sentence, but the movie is really about how people deal with trauma and the, the sort of crux of everything that Halloween 2018 is about is Laurie Strode, 40 years after this horrible, horrible thing, it shaped her entire life. The The night with Michael ruined her life. Basically, yeah. And she has a terrible... Yeah, so she's got a bad relationship with her kids. She's got a bad relationship with her grandchildren because of what happened to him. And the whole movie is about how people deal with trauma, which I thought was really, really interesting. And I also think that... I guess this is mild spoiler territory, but maybe not. Um, if you think it is, I'll, I'll edit this out. Michael isn't coming after Laurie in this movie. He is. He's not. There's never any point where Michael attempts to find Laurie on his own at, at any point in the whole movie. At the end. After he's been delivered to her by someone else, yeah, he goes and kills her. But the whole movie is Michael just indiscriminately killing people that he comes across until other people get involved in the in the the motion which really rolls back to the thing we've talked about about the original movie and why we appeal so much is like michael in the later later sequels michael is coming after laurie but in the original movie halloween michael's just kind of like hunting yeah and she just happens to be there that's true i, I didn't really think about yeah. that you're right uh, also or as jamie the so- curtis likes to say it's a movie about trauma is that how she says it? I watched several video interviews with her, and there's. I was I was like hardcore avoiding. I any waited video as soon as before the two a.m. Okay, I got okay. home from the movie Halloween, and I was like video, video, video. But there's an interview yeah. where she says the word trauma like seven times in the minute, just as she's like describing it, and yeah. she says trauma, 
And after the third time, I turned to my boyfriend and I was like, is she saying trauma really weirdly? And he was like, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> I'll have to send you a link and we can, uh, we can post that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have a thing that I would like to say, and I don't care if this makes me the oldest man in the history of the universe. And I'm going to say a big swear word here, so sorry, Mom. If you can't shut your fucking mouth for two hours, don't go to the fucking movies, you fucking assholes. I agree. I had a guy two seats down from me narrating the movie. Like, characters would do a thing and he'd be like, oh, this is a reference to part two. And oh, and it's like, it wasn't like a whisper, like a, oh man, this is that scene in that movie, which I've done. Oh, I did that I, during I have this been movie. there. I have I would, done that. I hit, yeah. I hit my boy from like, it's the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. You can whisper excitedly. This guy was talking in the tone of voice that I am using to talk to you right now, going, oh, it's that thing from part two. Oh, they're dead. Oh, that's dead meat. Oh, it's going to kill them. And I finally was like, please stop talking. And I had shushed this guy like three times to no avail. And I finally just said out loud at this voice during like a transitional moment in the movie, I was like, please stop talking. And he was like, excuse me? And I was like, we are not in your living room. Stop narrating the movie. I don't want to hear you. Be quiet, please. I would have lost my mind. And the guy... I would have lost that? my mind. I, I was so mad. And the dude shut up for like 20 minutes and went back to it. But like, if you can't shut your fucking mouth for two hours, don't go to the fucking movies, you asshole. I don't or understand how Or go to an 11 a.m. show thing. where no one's there. No, just don't go to the movies. If you cannot shut up for two hours and not look at your phone like brightly in front of your face, just don't go to the movies. Just stay home. Why are you ruining an experience for other people? Holy shit, it's not that hard to just sit quietly. It's just the bare minimum of human existence. It's just not doing anything. I thought I was going to have that trouble. So, like, my movie theater experience was movie pass effed up, and then the theater. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Movie. I realized I was like, I should not. This movie. I'm, I'll name it movie pass because F movie pass. Movie pass. Yeah, they're movie they're pass. Horrible. Like shit the bed. And then the theater I was at was terrible. And so I'm like hungry. I had to pay out of pocket for a movie that I wasn't expecting to. And I was like, whatever. I'm super excited for this movie. And then the movie theater starts to fill up because people book their seats online so they can show up at the time of the movie starts, whatever. Right. And there's this, like, group of kids. I'm going to say kids. They were definitely younger than me. I'm going to guess college. And through the trailers, they were chirp, chirp, chirping to each other. And I was like, there's, it's the trailers? Okay, it's fine. It's just trailers. I, I would rather you didn't, but it's the trailers. And then the movie starts, and it's continuing. And I was, like, all through the cold open at the asylum. And I was like, and my boyfriend was like, please don't. Please, please don't let this be the thing that, like, you, you murder oh, kids. you have to say something. And I... You have to and say something. And I was something. like, if it continues, and it stopped once the credits happened. And I was like, okay, good. Because okay. I was like, I was going to be like, you all will die tonight if you don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. I that I have I have told this story on this podcast before, but like when that happened to me with, during it, I just turned around and I was like, you have to stop talking. You have to stop talking right now. And they were like... It was I, they were young enough and I was old enough that it was like adult using position of authority voice and it worked. But this dude was my age. He was like a doofus horror nerd in a horror nerd t-shirt. And I was like, of all the people who should have respect for the thing that is happening now, it should be you. It should be you. You They're dingus. finally giving us a good one. I'm so mad. You shut your stupid yeah. mouth, nerd. 
That's what I wanted to say. I was like, I saw this movie when I was like 14 years old, and I've seen every sequel, and they're all worse than the last, basically. I've been waiting my whole life for a good sequel to this movie, and it's happening right now in front of you, and you're ruining it. You're actively ruining it, you chud. You piece of crap. Stop talking. Chud. I was, I like, it was unfathomable. It was like... A dude and his best bro and what looked like their mother. And he spent the whole time like, 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 oh, it's the scene from that movie. Oh, it's the th-. And it's like, hey, bud. Hey, bud. Everybody knows that because we're all big fat dorks here at the 7 p.m. advanced showing of this movie. Everybody knows what you're saying is true because we're at the dork show. This is the show for dorks. I went by myself. I genuinely was like, my girlfriend was like kind of ambivalent. And I was like, you don't understand. We have a lot of things going on this month. I have two days in which to see this movie, and it's going to be opening night. So either you can come or you're not coming, but it's going to be the 7 p.m. showing where I work. <laughs> that is when I'm going to see this movie. And she was like, you should just go by yourself. And I was like, that's fine. I'm not even upset. I just I need to see this movie as soon as possible. I'm very excited yeah. for it. I was bummed I couldn't see it a week ahead ahead of time because theaters near me were did, did like one night only advanced screenings on a went. Oh, man, I'd have been all over that. So spoiler free territory done. Yes. The movie was great. Shut the hell I, up. I, I, I will say I was I, yes. I, shut up at the movies for sure. I would say like this is a strong recommend for me. If you like Halloween movies, if you like slasher movies, if you're into female empowerment, uh, there's one kind of there's a couple. There's one scene that is like very on screen gross. For the most part, it's not very gross on screen throughout like, the movie. If you're like gross. a squeamish person, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there is some gore and some. There's definitely some violence, but. A lot of stuff happens off screen, which I actually kind of appreciated. Um, but yeah, this is a strong recommend for me. It's a really great movie. It's it's super, super faithful to the franchise. And even though it doesn't acknowledge the continuity of anything except the first movie, there's tons of like little tiny references that people apparently every every sequel was referenced in some way. Yeah, I would buy that. I didn't catch all of them. I caught a lot of yeah, them, I like, but there's I would a few. buy that. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. To, to be quite honest with you, I'm not sure references to, like, four and six would be things. Like, if it was specifically four and six, I'm not sure there's anything I would notice um, other than, like, a, the Thorn trilogy reference that I kind yeah, of Yeah, I think someone at one point says something about a mark on Michael's soul. And it was yes, very clearly, yes, like, that's exactly it. the Thorn thing that is not a thing right now. Right, right. So yeah, from this point forward, spoiler territory uh, abounds, so you've been warned. You should turn this off if you haven't listened to it and you plan to. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we're going to start spoiling this movie. We'll catch very, up with you in a little fairly bit when you come movie. back from the movie today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will say a weird thing. So like, Lori, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, amazing, my queen, my warrior queen. But then I sat and like, I like... The next day I was like thinking about, oh, she was so good in this movie. Laurie Strode, da 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 And I was like... Yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis also was in Christmas with the Cranks. So, like, my warrior queen, <laughs> like, PTSD gun survivor Laurie Strode also was with Tim Allen skipping Christmas. <laughs> and, like, it's always weird to think of actor, is... like, actor journeys. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she hates horror movies, so it doesn't surprise me she would pick a different holiday for <laughs> yeah. the, the, the big one there. Her Arbor Day movie I will tanked. say, yeah, yes. Secretary's Day, not much better. No. Uh, I liked the little kid comedy bits. Oh, like I thought with that the whole sequence kid? with that kid. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the little kid yeah. she's babysitting and Michael in the closet and like send the boy- boyfriend up there. He, he was sucks. like one of the best like, parts of this movie for stuff. me, and the whole movie is great. Yeah, 
Yeah, I love that kid. But I will say there was like just a little bit too much like funny dialogue bits. Just like a time, like the I conversation with the cops in the car talking about Bon Me and then how he got the and like the other cop doesn't eat food except peanut butter and jelly, so he got him a peanut butter and jelly on the thing. Like that could have been one line. Like, hey, I know that you won't eat my gourmet sandwiches, but I had them make a special peanut butter and jelly one for you. And the guy being like, it's like two minutes of that back and forth tete a tete about Bon Me sandwiches, and I just was like, can we get can we get back to the movie now? Like, I get it. I get it. It's like you're diffusing the tension, but can we get back to the movie now? Yeah. Like, things I are happening. Like that conversation should have been two security guards not facing the monitors so that your yes. attention is on, like, Lori being chased, someone being chased by Michael, and they're yep. having a banal yep. conversation. But with nothing else to look at, it just, I agree that it, it kind of halted things a little bit. Yeah, if Michael, if the sequence that was happening outside that car had been happening like through the yeah. rear, or the, the rear window of the car, and Michael was like choking someone to death, and they weren't noticing it, I think that would have been awesome. But yeah, I was like, all right, get to the damn point already. Um, I really liked the whole daughter mom dynamic, but the part where she like got on board for the last five minutes i felt like was a little i was super okay i don't know like her her pulling a a cat woman and like pretending to cry and be weak so that michael would think she was no that part was dope i mean the part where she like knew how to spring the bolts across and i imagine it was like 12 years of ingrained in your head yeah go away yeah i just it was a little bit like Okay, we gotta hurry up here to me. A little tiny bit. Again, minor See, quibble. I really in like my head canon, Lori, it was Lori's long con. And she was like, Look, <laughs> Michael's gonna get out, so I wanna like we have to like everyone has to know that we don't talk anymore. So that's what the that's what the kayfabe is gonna be. And so they created a story where like they don't talk anymore, but secretly she was still <laughs> training and still honing her skills. Can I pitch a tiny tweak oh, to the movie to please. see how you feel about it? Always. Lori, Lori waits for the the bus with Michael and the other passengers, and the reason why the bus crashes is Lori. I would have been okay with that, just so like she then like gets on the bus, knocks out the driver, knocks out the doctor with the butt of her shotgun, and just like systematically shoots Michael in the head. Movie over. Roll credits. Yeah, and like obviously he overpowers her and escapes, and that becomes the movie is like her chasing him down. But like I I feel like the movie is more interesting if Lori is the reason that he got out and not just like whatever it was. Cause they don't explain what happened on the bus. It's implied that Numis, Dr. Numis, uh, was the reason. Yes. Agreed. And very much like not it, like that is what they want you to believe happened for sure. They don't ever explain it fully, but I, I feel like Lori, you know, taking the screw top off of one of the tires so that it like disinflates. And then the bus has like, you know, suddenly the tires out of air and then she can, she, I don't know. I just feel like I like the movie a little bit better if she's a little more active there, but minor quibble. See, I I don't know. I don't know because it feels like Lori is so prepared that that feels, that feels a little too reckless for the Lori that they established in the movie. Right, but wouldn't it be like even better to like go get him? I agree. I feel like I would. I'm surprised this Lori didn't follow the bus. Right, that's what I thought she was going to be doing. So I was confused why she, when she didn't do that. But that's minor. I will say, speaking about like the house stuff, which I thought was like mostly cool. 
there was a few things in there where I was like, well, this is just because it's a movie. Like what? And like, I know I'm watching a movie, but like, why is there a room full of mannequins upstairs? Because that's her bedroom and that's where she keeps all her shooting range stuff. She keeps all of her loose mannequins in her bedroom. The woman who had a trauma where a man entered her home sleeps in a room full of man-shaped items. She Come also on. sleeps in a bedroom that's an exact replica of the ending. I know! Like, that is the coolest thing to me. <laughs> it, it, yes, it was the exact bedroom. But, like, I just... The the mannequin storage I lost me a little bit being in that room. Like, it just made that scene feel a little bit draggy. And the other thing I didn't understand was, knowing what we eventually learn about what the plan is for Michael... Why isn't the plan, like, as soon as he's in the house, she hits one button and the whole house is locked in? I think she... Why is it, like, individual rooms that you have to clear and, like, lock in and it just Because the like... idea is that she he's she's getting him to the basement cellar. But she didn't have to. The whole house was wired for Yeah, friends. but he's now trapped. Like, the idea was that he was stuck down there. But he would have been trapped in any of the bedrooms. And he would have been... Like, you could have just made the whole house a trap. Like, just... Well, <laughs> yes, but she didn't... It wasn't like she went down the hallway just indiscriminately shutting the things. She wanted to lead him. No, she did the most dangerous thing possible, which is, like, check the room first instead of just, like, hitting the button and then being like, hey, Michael, and just making sure he was in there. I mean, I... I she also... Like, I feel like the house sequence, while totally cool, was like, wait a minute. She she knew he was coming in the front door, so just lead him to the back door, hop outside, hit the close the house down button, and then turn it on fire. Like and just stand in the backyard and watch him thrash but around. She wanted in there. to see it happen. I still think she could have seen it happen if she had done my thing. Because she didn't see it happen. They go outside. But they, they run away. Watch him for a good long while. Except they don't, because he doesn't actually get shown burning. He's he's shown standing at the stairs, staring up, surrounded in flames. And then apparently in the credits, there's like, I left because I had to oh, pee. Oh, it's just heavy breathing. There's that nothing guy... real. Yeah. Michael Yeah, yeah. Though. But it's, I'm just, it's not like, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson comes out and it's like, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. It's just. Right, right. I will say I wanted Lori to die. I did not. And once we got to the third act of the movie, I started to get very concerned Lori was going to die. And so every time she did anything, I was, like, curled up in my boyfriend's lap, like, oh, no, Lori, please. Don't you hurt I have Lori. a real strong belief. I have a real strong belief that the heroes are supposed to die killing the villains. Like, like it, it's like a yin and yang thing to me, right? Like, the ultimate good and the ultimate evil should both be wiped out at the same time, or the ultimate good would eventually become corrupt and the cycle begins anew. Like, I think that Harry Potter and Voldemort should have died simultaneously at the end of the book. And that's what she wrote, and then she copped out on it, where Harry, like, goes to the waiting station, and then, like, Dumbledore brings his soul back or whatever. And I get it. It's, like, a book for children and stuff. Not by the end. I think that book... I feel like once you hit book yeah. five or six, it stops being a book series for children. Oh, wholeheartedly. I mean, I think I was exactly the same age as Harry Potter as he progressed through the books. I think... Like, 1997... About. Is... I was 10. Yeah, so I was, like, almost exactly the right age to progress through the books with Harry Potter... Like, Harry Potter in-universe aging. Um, but I just feel like the moment where Michael had... I can't remember the character's name. Allison. Uh, Julie, Julie oh, Greer. Julie Karen. Yeah. She had her by the ankle... Michael had her by the ankle... I wanted Laurie to just like tackle Michael into the basement and then be like, no. And then like the thing happens that happens and they're trapped down there together. And she's like, we're going out now, pal. I can see that. I, that, that is the only version of that I would have accepted. 
Yeah, I wanted her to die saving the day, not just die. I'm not an idiot. Like I would, I wanted her to make a hero sacrifice. I was like, part of this movie I was hoping to see is how they were gonna like take out Lori and Michael together. Because the thing I want most of all is not. I absolutely movie. no. I I don't want to move. Don't don't make another one. Don't make another movie. Yeah, and you're, they're going to because this right. R-rated horror movie oh, just course. made like more money than all of the sequels combined. Like basically eighty million dollars. Yeah. And like, you know they're going to because that's just what of course, they do. of course. And I think for me, the only one I would accept was would be a midquel. So like some like show me, like show me the stuff that in between forty years, so that so that this can be the end of the story. Like Michael died in the fire. Lori and her daughter and her daughter and her granddaughter went off into the sunset. Like that can be the end of the story, so that I can ignore all that bullshit you throw in the middle, and for, in my brain, in my tiny little lizard brain, it's Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, and that's it. Yeah. But Michael wouldn't be in that movie, so they wouldn't do that. No, like, if they did, like, Michael had a break, there was a breakout, because you know Laurie Strode's not coming back. Like, there's no way Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back for another movie. Right, So I right. think it's going to be, I, like, like, there was a secret breakout that Dr. Ahab tried to cover up. I mean, that's a possibility, but I, what I think is much more likely is going to happen is, like, there's a secret exit that Michael walked out of. Ugh. I mean, I, like, I just know it's going to be something. Ba- and I, I, that said, Blumhouse makes quality movies, and they they do a fabulous job with horror, so maybe I'll be wrong, and I would love to be wrong. But it just it would be so un-Hollywood for a movie that cost $10 million and then grossed 80 in its opening weekend to not get an instant sequel. Well, they've already talked about it because apparently they were gonna film back to back a one and a two, but then oh, they yeah. were like, like it was gonna it was gonna sort of be a Halloween one, Halloween two situation where there was a continuation of the story. Yeah. But they were like, what if everyone hates it? Let's wait. Which mm. I, yeah, I'm I, glad I, I'm sure that, that force th- foresight tells me some good things about this company that they were just like, hold up, people might hate this. Let's not be stuck with another movie that, like, we know no one's going to like. Right, right. And apparently LeBron James and the guy who wrote the original Friday the 13th, uh, LeBron James has a entertainment production company. LeBron James's company, not like, it's not like LeBron himself. I was, is I was like, like, LeBron I mean, wrote I'm, a I mean, movie? I'm sure he's involved in some capacity, but LeBron just owns the company. I don't know how. I'm assuming day-to-day operations of his entertainment venture are not handled by LeBron. Probably not. But... His company is uh, working with the guy who just recently won the rights to the Friday the 13th name. Oh, really? And they're they're apparently working on a sequel, although there's some complications there because despite him owning the name, there's a real question about who owns the rights to Jason Voorhees because in the first movie, Jason Voorhees is basically not yeah, in it. Yeah, as we learned in Scream, Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees, was Jason didn't appear until the sequel. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what comes to that, but I am almost positive this will lead to at least a Jason movie, if not a Jason and a Freddy movie. And the question will just be how much Robert England they can get in there. I feel like maybe it would be more of a physical, like how much can Robert England physically do at this point? But here's the thing, and I, I, I heard this before, and I heard people talking about it. Why is why would he be doing the stunts? No, not, I'm not saying the stunts, <laughs> but just like that's a lot of makeup and a lot of like wear and tear on you as a person and how old is he now at this yeah. point like i mean he's easily in his 60s or 70s he's an old yeah. dude but i just like i, I heard him pitch a sequel idea i love the sequel idea yeah this is i thought really brilliant where it's 
very Freddy like the whole movie, but you never actually see Freddy. And then at the end, there's like an extended cameo of Freddy, like, and you realize the whole time it was Freddy shape shifting, which is something we know he can do. I thought that was very yeah. It was like every every Freddy entity has you know the stripes has a striped shirt of some kind. Maybe it's a cardigan. Maybe it's a sweater. Maybe and then they have a hat of some kind and some kind of right. knifey glove thing, so that when the kids are telling the story to each other, it's they're like. It was this, you know, sexy girl in in a striped crop top, and he's like, "No, it was like right. a big farmer dude in a in a green and red striped flannel." And like, "Oh, well, it couldn't have been the right. same." Like that would cut out all of that stuff. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Um, I would be very curious to see that version of it. Although, you know, it could be terrible. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I think that would be cool. And I like Robert England. I think obviously he seems he's like the coolest. The everybody hippie. assumes is Freddie. Yeah. Yeah, he's on an episode of the Goldbergs tomorrow. Well, tomorrow will have been a week ago probably when this goes up. But uh, I'm curious to see what that looks like because hmm. he did the full makeup. And oh, damn. Again. But so, yeah, I um, the other the other little tiny thing with Halloween is I thought it took a little while to get going. To really rear up, you mean? Yeah, like I, I feel like there was like a lot of a little bit of wheel spinning, a lot of conversation about like oh crazy old Laurie Strode and like you know your grandmother's a coot and you know all that stuff and I it it paid off in the end, but at the time that I was watching it in the moment, I was like man this feels like a lot of wheel spinning before we're getting to anything happening. Yeah, and it, I don't know, it annoyed me that like um like Laurie Strode had her three friends murdered on Halloween night. And then had to fend for her life. And when she's like, look, you don't under, like, something bad is going to happen because it happened to me 40 years ago. People are just like, you're crazy. Like, I, w- I feel like I would be listening to Laurie Strode. Here's the thing, though. Would you, after 40 years, the dude's been locked up for 40 years. Like, it seems insane that he would eventually break out. I don't know. I mean, I... I- I mean, they're both 60 years old. Like, she's almost, she's she's in a ballpark of 60 years old in this movie, the character. She's a Just high under, senior. Yeah, she's, so she's yeah, in, approaching 60, and Michael Myers is so, 61, so Mike, 62. Right, and it's like, uh, why are you even afraid of a, a crazy old man? Like, I, I could see her daughter being like, oh my god, get over it. Like, I can totally see that being a normal human reaction to the panic, because it's like, hey, he's like a billion now. Like he can't, he's been in an institution his whole life. No, he's not coming out to kill you. Like that's crazy. What are you thinking? I would have liked the impli- an implication that she had cried wolf once or twice. And right. That, cause th- well, I thought there was the implication that she cried wolf a bunch of times. I thought like, I very much got that like her daughter was exasperated at the fact that she like is still on edge after like all they've been through is like, Clearly, some false alarm. See, I didn't in there. take. I, that's not what I. That would make sense. That's not what I, I read out of that. But I meant like in the town. Like, oh, it's like with a time. You know, six years ago, Michael Myers was coming back, and then nothing happened. Like, kind of a zorp right, thing. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> zorp. Right. Isn't that what it, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It was. Fine. I was making sure I said the right thing. Um, you I did. think that would have lent itself more to people not believing Lori right away. Um, I also was listening to a podcast talk about the movie. And again, it was a point that I wish I had thought of watching the movie, but I was like, again, I watched this movie, you know, 12 hours ago, I'll watch it a second time and these things will pick up. But it was a really interesting look into the way we treat like men versus women. And that like the podcasters also, they were podcasters. You couldn't have just like made them like, 
if you're gonna make them podcasters, they have to be like my favorite murder level. Like you have to, they have, you have to pretend like they're an established podcast. I think that's what they were going for, but it was like a serious true crime show, not like a like a my favorite murder. Like, ha ha ha! Isn't this so funny? No, but, but like I mean, a real. I mean, like the the implication wasn't that they were a famous like household name. Oh no, they podcast. totally no they. Yeah, the, no, they totally talk about how their previous season was this, like, enormous hit, and for a follow-up, they're going... I got the impression they were trying to do Serial. Mm. That they were like, this is Serial, and this is Serial Season 2, basically. I guess. I don't know. I was hoping for, like, it, it would have read more for me if it had been like, oh, I'm so-and-so from Serial, the number one podcast on iTunes or whatever. Right, but then they have to clear the rights to Serial. I don't, but I don't mean literally Serial, but, like... And oh, he'd be okay. like, oh, we're from the podcast, da-da-da. You know, we're like the number... And the, if someone's like, what? Like, the number one rated podcast on da-da-da. Here's a, here's a serious question yes. for you. Do you think your average person knows what the number one rated podcast is in the no. world? <laughs> I'm just like... I, I like I, That's what I was thinking I about. Just, I, wa- I wanted they... something in the world that says, like, they're a famous podcast. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like... It seems like they're like you and me level podcasts. Like people listen to them. They've got a nice little audience going, but they didn't seem like they were. See, I totally did. I see. I totally disagree. Like we would never have $3,000 to throw around. I mean, we would, but we wouldn't have gotten it. It's not like it was Patreon money. It was just well, like that's what I. But I think the implication is like they're a successful enough podcast that they have a budget to pay this woman. I guess, or if, the li- if there had been a line about like we didn't pay so and so a dime for his story, like something that's I, yeah. I wanted a little more clarity on that. Um, I think this movie just somebody who wrote this movie just like really hates podcasts. Well, we- Danny McBride or David Gordon Green are like f that <gasps> visual medium, baby. We're movie guys. F this audio medium. That's true. Um, I don't remember what I was saying about the podcasters now. Oh. Um, so the way that, like, they were treating Michael Myers, who has not spoken a word and is a, a literal serial killer, they were like, we want to understand him and really humanize his journey. And then the way they treat Laurie Strode, the actual human who does speak and was affected by this incident, they're like, well, don't you, 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 you should want to meet him and speak with him and really understand him. And it's like, why? Because she's a woman. She has to, like want to understand this and as opposed to like oh well he's clearly got, there's something right about him like he there's no redeeming qualities about michael myers but the still they're right. like we there's there's something hidden deep inside that i thought it was i was like that's a really interesting point yeah i i just thought the whole general premise of their suggestion was stupid like the idea that a person who was a near victim would go want to hang out with the person who murdered their friends just like like forget like what you're saying is an absolutely valid point but just like take it away from murder it's like oh the guy who stole your wallet and assaulted you like i don't my girlfriend's backpack got stolen out of the car like while we were in it i wouldn't want to have a sit down with the person who stole her backpack i'm just mad at that person for aggrieving me and that was like the slightest aggrievance that could happen like the like the this this dude murdered her friends why would she ever want to talk to him it's like a completely normal valid thing to yeah absolutely not um whatever happened to allison's boyfriend he did he just like fuck off out of the movie yeah, he totally he totally takes an Uber. <laughs> okay, because I was later I was like, he didn't die, right? Like there was no because in any nope. other movie it nope. would have been he got a death yeah. scene. I think his whole purpose was to get her phone broken. That makes sense. 
Like, it seemed like the whole point of that character was to lead up to she needed her phone and doesn't have it. And I was, like, a little bit annoyed at that, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, I'd rather that than, like, oh, I dropped my phone in the gutter. You know what I mean? But that would, I guess. And it was, I I also feel like I missed a thread. It might have been while I was yelling at that dingus who was sitting next to me. But, like, what was the deal with her being, like, super extremely anti-drinking and drug? Was there, like, was that just, like, supposed to be Lori taught her and it seeped in there? Because they didn't explain that at all. And Lori is basically an alcoholic in this movie. So I don't. I think it was just supposed I didn't to get be Lori wh- 2.0. That, like, she was. She's just a goody She's two-shoes. the goody girl. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. Because I, I enjoyed Allison, but I didn't care for her the way same way I did for Laurie Strode in the original. I was far more interested in Judy Greer and Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. Yeah, I she didn't get a lot of time to really establish who she was, and also it's like I paid to take I paid for this ticket to hang out with Laurie Strode. Like it's nice that she has a granddaughter, but I I really just want to hang out with Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the Easter eggs that I, I heard about apparently, so her boyfriend her boyfriend's dad Lonnie is one of the bullies from the original Halloween. Yes. And I was like, that's so great. No, Lonnie's the guy who, well, he might be a bully, but Lonnie's the guy who goes up to the house and Loomis is like, Lonnie, get your ass yeah, out he's of there. He bullied Tommy and like tripped him over the pumpkin. Uh, I didn't recognize that it was the yeah. same character. Um, so apparently Daniel Harris. Also, Judy Greer and the, the guy who played her husband are like way, way, way too far apart in age to be playing a married couple. I'm sorry. And he also like a disproportionate. Like a poor man's Clint Howard. And that's not like, yeah, that's like, not like this... a luxury item. I think he's the dude who played Frank Sinatra in Vegas Vacation. Oh, that like, I'm not 100% one off scene that happened. <laughs> yes. He was also in uh he was also in uh Seinfeld episode, I want to say, but uh, the actor's name is Ray Huss and he was born in 66. Judy Greer IRL was born in I guess come on, like internet. 60, 64. 75. Oh, wow. I was way off. Yeah. I was like, this dude is at least a decade older than her. And he's also ex- like, okay, I have a real Judy Greer beef and I'm going to, you don't like I'm, Judy I'm Greer? about this before. No, I love Judy Greer and Hollywood just takes big steaming dumps on her all the time. She was just in a movie on Netflix and the age gap between her and the actor playing her son is the same distance between Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence who play a couple like every three weeks in a movie. And it's like, really? She's playing this kid's mom? Like the uh, the reverse of this, they had all the sex. They have just all the sex all over the ship. And it's like, you know what? Y'all can keep it. This is so obscene. She's a very attractive woman. She's 43 years old. Like, it's it's believable that she could have an age-appropriate sexy yeah. husband. Where was Where's my Tony Collette Adam Scott? Exactly. Same thing with Jennifer Lawrence and, and Chris Pratt. They're 11 years apart. And it's like, th- like, get out of here with this. Get out of here with this, you monsters. Although they don't look at 11 years. Anyways, uh, I was... My point stands. I was kind of scared that they were going to Jurassic World Judy Greer in this movie. Like oh, so. she was going to be in the beginning and then like buy for the movie. Oh, it's just like bounce It was going to be like the parents in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to a Halloween party tonight. I'll be back later. And then like it's all about Allison and her, the, the granddaughter and Lori. But no, she was a, a major player and I was happy about that. Um, Are you ready to have your mind blown? Sure. Not only was... Ray Sure, or sorry, Toby Huss is the name of the character of the actor. I think I said Ray. Ray is before. his character name. Toby, the character name, yes. 
Toby, not only was Toby Huss Frank Sinatra in Vegas Vacation, uncredited, so kudos <laughs> to the guy you do a podcast with, he was also Artie on The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, shit! The strongest man in the world. I forgot about that show sometimes. But here's my beef. He is way not attractive enough to be dating Judy Greer and Sire. To be and married to Judy And also, Greer. they... They, married to Judy Greer. They're not dating. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, well, no, I was, that's because my, I started talking, my brain got ahead. They're allegedly supposed to have been like together since high school. Like they both went to high school in this town. Oh, right. So either he's a, either he's a real effing creeper who went to, because like he pout around with Lonnie, which means he's significantly older than her in the movie. Not necessarily. At least I would. He said that oh. he said he and Lonnie used to go drinking in the woods and stuff, which means he and Lonnie are of a similar age, which means he's closer in age to Lori in the movie. No, then how old do you think Tom like Tommy Doyle's what? Like ten? Eight? Ten at tops? Okay. Seven. Yeah, okay, I guess that math does check out. <laughs> so like I just it just I was the whole movie I like every time they were on screen and I he, honestly he's a fine actor like he's he was he was good in the part and I liked him but the entire time they were on screen together I was just like why is she dating this old ass man yeah it was it was a weird choice um I did love Laurie Strode just waving a gun like broke into their house yep yep pulling yep. like la- like secret drills like boom you're dead. And then pulling out a real gun and just waving a real gun yes. around their house and pointing it at her husband. Who's totally bananas. She's just totally pants on head crazy. <laughs> I loved it so much. Do you think Lori and the sheriff guy dated? Like, he's one of her ex-husbands? Because I, I got that feeling. I don't know about ex-husband, but I, it wouldn't have shocked me to learn that they had some... some uh, history in a romantic way. They definitely have a ton of history where, like... He immediately know like even after she had she uh, gun bashes him she she oh, hits him right. with a gun him. like yeah she, thank you that's the I couldn't think of the word um, even after she pistol whips him he's like damn it Lori and it's not like uh, you're under arrest it's like Again. immediately like same yeah yeah it's immediately like same team uh, let's go like something's like he immediately trusts her he knows that she's not insane and, and I liked that they did that but. You're right. There's definitely they definitely have a history. I don't know if it's necessarily romantic, but there's definitely history with those two characters because yeah. obviously, like they went through that trauma together. I I thought it was a little. I honestly thought it was a little weird that Lori had a kid at all, based on all of her trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I would imagine she at some point tries to live a normal life, and I thought it was interesting that the just husband character was non existent. Yeah, they were like, oh, she's had two failed marriages and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. I did not think this movie was going to have the guts to kill that little gay boy. Really? I was I knew that kid was dead meat as soon as he tried to kiss her. No, not that one. The the one with his dad on the hunting trip? Oh, that child <laughs> How do you know that child is gay? He was like a little, uh, Oh, because he was hey, a dancer. Hey, I didn't want to go hunting with you, dad. I wanted to go to my dance class. And his dad was like insistent that they go hunting instead of dance class. It felt to me, that's classic yeah, movie guess, language of dad wants to, you know, butch up his son. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I forgot about that line of dialogue until you meant, like, as soon as you, it jogged my memory. I had forgotten that they were talking about that in the car. Yeah, I, and, well, I just, this was one of a because there's very few characters I feel like make dumb decisions in this movie. Like, a, a lot of them seem to be pretty smart. This was one of the dumb decisions that I was like, why? What are we doing? 
I would argue that Lori makes a bunch of dumb decisions in the house, but I'll give you well, that. Well, that's your well, yeah, but in the kayfabe of the of the movie and what she's created, I yes, well, I, she made the smart decisions based just, on what she was doing. I just the parts where like I felt so like contrived horror movie nonsense to me when she was like clearing the room and then shutting the gate on her way out. It just felt like a good way to get killed. I guess. I I also didn't like her getting grabbed through the door. Why? Because it was like, why would she be dumb enough to put her face up to the door like that? She knows the front door has been compromised because Ray the dingus just got murdered out there. But then she, she she shut and locked it. Right, but then she puts her head close enough to it that he can just like reach through it Freddy Krueger style and grab her face. It was stupid. I guess. Um, but I the, that kid got his because I thought he was he was gonna like pop up in the back seat and the kid was gonna like scramble out of the car and just yeah. be like left on the side of the road ambiguously, but. Michael straight up snaps this kid's neck, and I was not expecting it. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. There's a the, the scene where he stomps the doctor's head like a grape was pretty gnarly. I was not expecting that. No, 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 no. I was uh, I was pretty shocked that they went that route. Actually, yeah. Um, and the doctor. I I mean, I knew I could tell I could tell he was gonna be trouble like as soon as he was on screen because they like contoured his face to be angry and severe. And I was yes. like, guys, can we ease up on this like heavy brow line? We gave this, this old man. And then yeah. he literally pulled I... out his, his little pen turned into a harpoon. Cause he's literally well, Captain scalpel. Ahab. It didn't look, oh, it literally oh, looked like oh, a harpoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I was I like, he's it. straight up just Ahab wearing the whale suit. <laughs> like, and I liked that Allison was smart enough to like, try and trick the doctor and be like hey michael said something to me because i know that'll get you wet doctor that michael spoke i'll tell you what he said if you let me out of this goddamn car <laughs> yeah i thought that whole thing of like i just wanted to hear him talk. everybody like, was i didn't get it michael talk yeah i didn't get it and it was like i felt like it was like sort of a finger to the fanboy crowd who wants that and then being like no we're not going to do that that goes against the whole movie but i didn't i didn't really get it at all yeah it was a weird choice um i also one of the kills i i enjoyed all the kills because um i thought they were all really interesting and fun not fun necessarily but like interesting to watch um because they, you think Michael's gonna kill a baby at one point. Like you straight up think Michael's gonna murder a baby. I was literally sitting in the theater, going like, in my head. By the way, unlike this prick, just to be clear, like, please don't kill that child. Please don't kill that infant. Please don't kill that. In- please don't make me watch him kill an infant. Please don't make me watch him kill an infant. And then he kind of like moves right past it, which a lot of real dorky dorkisons on twitter were like me, 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 michael myers is supposed to be indiscriminate and like hey buddy he walks by a lot of people and doesn't kill him in the first movie and he like, walks all the way through this go. town on halloween he doesn't just like start stabbing right. trick-or-treaters as he's walking down the <laughs> right. street he's not like a whirling dervish of <laughs> knives like a tasmanian devil um because like you straight up think he's gonna murder this baby because we are we watched him kill a like 10 year old 12 year old kid and it was like Okay, I guess this is... Buckle up, everyone. This is the movie we paid for. And then that doesn't happen. Because it was pretty gnarly, like the the hammer kill right before that. And then the one kill that I didn't care for was the pumpkin head kill. That, like, you and I had... When we watched the first trailer, they show it briefly that someone's got their head carved like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
and I think the point that we were texting each other still stands that I, to me, that him, I guess, removing the skull from a person's head and, like, carving the eyes. I I thought he, like, just peeled his face off, but it was gross either way. It, 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 requ- it looked like it required a level of finesse and dexterity that Michael hadn't, didn't exhibit anywhere else in the movie. Right. It also was the only time he had access to a scalpel, so maybe he was just getting creative. But I also agree with you. It just felt wrong. But again, the teeth thing felt kind of wrong to me earlier in the movie, too. But to me, you, you, as you texted me when the trailer dropped and we furiously spoke for days on end about it. If you right. if you kill someone and their teeth fall out of their mouth while you, you know, curb stomp their head into a thing. Right. Because that's what he does later. You kind of see that's basically what um, he did. If you have teeth use them they're there make yeah, a nice necklace or a festive centerpiece pinterest yeah um i love the i love that there were scenes in the beginning where you just saw michael in the background out of focus doing st- like walking yeah. killing a guy it was so great they did it to uh kind of hide his maskless face which i thought was really cool mm-hmm. um also along the same lines i thought the whole like the podcasters have his mask and he wants his mask back thing was like weird. a bit much. Yeah. Like, like just like a weird thing to, th- and I like, I feel like the doctor could have put that element in much more logically than them. Like the doctor could have claimed he wanted it for therapy or something. I don't know. I just found that odd. Yeah. But I think, I think they wanted to kill the podcasters here at the, at the Halloween four, you know, um, gas station. Yeah. Um, because somehow he knows the, where the mask is, which I guess is kind of a plot plot question mark. Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, he knows that guy has it. Uh, beyond that, I guess, I don't know. It, it, that whole thing seemed kind of odd to me. But that, again, minor quibbles. Like, I really enjoyed the movie. We're just kind of nitpicking stuff here. I will say it was quite quite funny editing our Halloween 5 podcast after having watched it. Because, and I'm... I'm sorry for tooting my own horn here, but I did say this in that episode, so I'm going to say it again. Uh, the whole sequence at the end of that movie where Loomis captures Michael in the net of chains, I basically described the end of this movie. You did. Where it was like, it was like lock him in a cage and then set the house on fire. I said, I think I said blow it up with dynamite, but same point. Uh, I thought it was very, I had forgotten that I had made that riff and then I was editing it. I was like, oh yeah, I basically predicted the end of that you movie. Did. But I let each of the three women gets a chance to like stand up to Michael, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, even the daughter, even the granddaughter who has no training, like her instincts right. kicked in, and she was like, "I know what to do." Stab. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, a character finally doing a smart thing that you beg them for is a nice change of pace in any horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I just I love Laurie's final girl house of horrors. That's like I have floodlights. I have gates like you find in a shopping mall i have a secret hideaway basement i have security cameras everywhere i have a gun range and a gun locker apparently the original ending of the movie this was reshot apparently the original ending was basically they like kate like trap him in a room and just like shoot him and beat him down to death the three women and then like leave him there which i thought was very unsatisfying like even if you like disregard the fact that he's this like you know super powered monster it's like 
that's not enough. Like you got to cut them into pieces if you're going to do that. Yeah. Like, and then scatter those pieces to the far oceans. You, you cut them. You cut the legs and the arms and the head off, and you burn each part separately, and then you scatter each of those ashes separately into different places. Mix right, it into exactly. a, a paint painted onto a children's hospital. Like, do something to cancel out this evil. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much all I have uh, as far as, like, things I wanted to bring up and talk to you about. Like, there are a few quibbles that I was curious if they bothered you. I'm I'm very happy that Jamie Lee Curtis came back for this, and I'm I'm happy that I got a good Halloween sequel because I know it's going to start all over. Like, this, the sequence is starting again. And we're just we're probably gonna get an endless parade of terrible Halloween movies, because they have to, they have to kill Laurie or recast Laurie, and like neither one of those is satisfactory. Reject recasting Laurie. I think that would be like a huge problem. Unless you know what the only other Laurie I would accept is if they were like it's Sigourney Weaver now in the same wig. <laughs> like I would be. A, Her wig was pretty good in this movie. It was a great wig. Because yeah. I, I, for the first part part of the movie, I was like, wow, Jamie Lee Curtis grew her hair out for this movie. That's a bold move. And then I saw her in interviews. I was like, no, it was a wig. It was a good wig. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. But, like, can you imagine Al- Ellen Ripley in the in the same wig? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's not ideal, but, like, the only other woman no, I would it's... accept would be Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope they don't do no. that. And I hope they don't make any more Halloween movies. Just don't do it. Just let it go. Put it on the shelf. Hey, you you did the unpo- the imp- impossible. I almost said impossible. You did the <laughs> you did the impossible and like made a coherent solid sequel to this movie that like has never had a good sequel. Trying for 4 decades. 5. Oh, I guess well, four, 40 yeah, years. Um because they're to make a sequel. They're going to kill Laurie off screen, like they did in Halloween Four, and be like, "Oh, Laurie died in a car crash." Because like, that's the right. most unsatisfactory ending for that character. Like, we, you just gave us the fan service of like she's a gun-toting, like pants on head crazy lady. Let her survive enough. Right. If she's not dying on screen, she shouldn't be exactly. dying. Point blank. Period. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Um. I wouldn't. I, my only. I would. I wouldn't be mad if they did some sequel, other similar style sequels to the to like Nightmare and stuff. But the problem is those movies just had reboots like ten years ago, and they weren't very good. So like, right, meh, right. We both loved um, it. It was. It was yeah. the movie I was hoping it would be. It was almost the movie I wanted it to be. But that's so okay. What, what exactly would you, exactly would you have wanted. put in? I wanted Laurie to die. I wanted the loop. Close the loop. Yin and Yang. Goodbye both. Like it's that's how that's how that story is supposed to end. Like if you're building her up as the ultimate warrior to defeat the evil, the ultimate g- glory is the heroic sacrifice. Well, every time they try to kill Loomis, they just retconned it the next movie. So I mean, they both have to die, and you have to put the period on the last sentence and close the book. Yeah, well, that's the problem. This book won't close. Like, if you're making art for the sake of making art and not money, the good artistic ending is, like, warrior queen Laurie Strode literally dragging him down the stairs and burning alive with him. as She, like, puts him in a chokehold and is like, we're going to burn to death together because I'm going to watch the Welcome life to hell, Mikey. flickering eyes. Yeah, you're locked in here with me, <laughs> and I'm going to watch the life leave your eyes. This cage isn't designed to keep you 
from getting out. No, damn it, never mind, cut that. <laughs> it was like that. This cage is designed to keep you in here me. with me. It was one of those like where they're like, maybe this these walls weren't designed to keep to keep us out. It was to keep them from getting out. Kind of dumb. Moment. Yes, it's not a cage. It's a trap. Exactly. Yes. And also, I'm in here with you, burning you alive. Yeah. God, I love Judy Greer crying. But that is that is a quibble. I was honestly like, I was so excited and hoping they would do that. I was a little tiny bit disappointed walking out of the theater, but I like the movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, some of the people I know that were fans of the older movies and, and whatever were like really coming after me hard over text messages when I was like, it's obviously the best Halloween sequel. And they were like, H2O. And I was like, H2O oh, is thank you. passable at best. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. But it's not, I thought this was way better than any other yeah. sequel before. Oh, for sure. So. Apparently, yeah. Danielle Harris really wanted to play Judy Greer's character. That doesn't surprise me, but it's, like, too convoluted. The people wouldn't be able to yeah. separate you from She was like, well, she already has a daughter. Jamie, she was like, they're saying that she has a daughter and it's not Jamie. And I was like, yeah, because you don't exist anymore. Like, if, <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. if you wanted, like, Danielle Harris as, like, a neighbor that, that waves to them. No, I don't. I just You got to keep all those pieces out of it or else people are going to be, like, putting weird loopy string theories like a lunatic on a cork board out there i just you can't um, you can't you i can't. want i did i wanted the uh, her name is kyle and she's a real housewife of beverly hills and she played Lindsay in the first one the oh, okay. and apparently she was like expressed interest in coming back in some way because she was like i'll i'll be a neighbor or, like i haven't left the neighborhood and just like a thing and they were like no thanks and she was like just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think that's the exact appropriate response. No, Why, thank you. We do not want because you real housewife yourselves, and now you're now you've made choices that will impact your life, and you chose to be a real housewife, and the impact is you don't get to be in the Hollywood her si- Well, her sister was an escape to Witch Mountain, and is like a recovering drug and alcoholic, drug addict and alcoholic, and like yeah. thinks she's the famous one, and it's like you were an escape to Witch Mountain. She was in Halloween. I mean. The lead in Escape to Witch Mountain is probably more famous than the one friend who makes it in Halloween, probably. What do you mean probably make? Lindsay survives Halloween. No, I'm saying that probably the oh. Escape to Witch Mountain lead actress is more famous. I couldn't, I, I don't know, I couldn't tell you the plot to Escape to Witch Mountain. I could tell you the plot to Halloween. They remade Escape to Witch Mountain, so somebody remembers. They remade Halloween the twice. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I believe, With got in Anna Sophia Robb. And I think Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, they remade Halloween twice. Well, they remade Escape to Witch Mountain twice. Do they really? Yeah, 95 <laughs> and I thought you were just being a dick. I might be thinking of this 1995 made-for-TV movie because I don't know why I would have seen Escape from Witch Mountain in 1975 version, but whatever. In any case, we should stop talking because we've gone for like an hour on this movie. I can go um, We both recommend seeing this. Yeah. It's worth your time. Happy Halloween, everybody. I hope there's lots of good candy and nobody eggs your house. Uh, Our next episode will be on Rocky 3. I'm very excited for that one. It's already in the can. It was a really fun recording. Uh, You will hear that on November 5th. So I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. And until then... Don't you forget about me. Michael! Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.